With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Manager of so-called fantasy experts and founder of fantasy6pack.net. My co-host is AJ Applegarth, and I'm bringing him in now. Things are really slow tonight, so bear with me. You there, man? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, things are like really delayed on my screen, so I can't tell what's happening. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. This software is not very good. <laughs> So, anyway, man, um, what's going on with you? Uh, not too much. Just uh, another day, another dollar. Same old, same yeah, old. pretty much. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, I, was, I, need to, I think I need to turn you up here. Technical difficulties. Just got down here a little late tonight. Anyway... I just got my uh, earphones and mic going, so maybe that'll help. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. So anyway, man, uh, so wanted to start off here tonight with uh, with your, your new man crush, uh, Trevor Story. Um, yeah, so, so he started off pretty well. You know, seven home runs <laughs> in the first five games. Now six. Yeah, I, I guess it's pretty good. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not really sure what these people are used to doing, but I feel like, you know, welcome welcome to the show. Uh, I'm just going to come in and I'm going to just manhandle the ball in every uh, game that I decide to play. So, yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, so he's off to a pretty epic start, uh, pretty historic start. I think I saw something crazy, like the most home runs in the first four games. And like, it was some guy that I'd never heard of. And that I believe the other one was Dave Winfield. So like, he's a pretty decent company there. Uh, but say what you will, it's, um, so early. We'll see how it plays out. I'm not going to say he's going to finish with, you know, whatever this crazy pace he's on is. It's something like 216 home runs, but so clearly that's not 243. 243 is the number you're looking for here. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh 
Sure. Outerworldly is what we will call it. Yeah. Um, where do you but see no, them? I mean, it, looking for them now. It's like pretty crazy. But uh, is he? I obviously he's not gonna. I mean, no. I hope he does maintain you know some semblance of this pace, not this pace. I mean, that it's just unachievable. But I feel like you know if he can keep it going and and end up you know with a with the complete season under his belt, you know, depending on what what plays out with the Reyes situation and everything like that, um, I think it's just. I think it's it it's possible to see him at you know easily twenty five homers. Um, I mean he's already what like the third of the way there almost. So you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean he twenty five is probably to me about the top of what you can actually expect from this guy. Um, I think you're still looking at a at a 2021 20, home run type of guy. And you know, with with that said, I kind of think you sell high on this guy. I just think it's absolutely crazy to think that you know, from this point forward, he's going to hit the 14, 15 more home runs most likely unless he's just I mean, unless he does, for some bizarre reason, actually hit 30 or 35 home runs, which I kind of just don't think is going to happen, then I think you're looking at another, like, 14 or 15 home runs. I think it's time to sell high. I mean, you've already gotten in one week of baseball, you've already gotten a third of his production in a week. he's, He's already hit as many homers as Reyes hit in 116 games last season. I realize that. That's, that's astonishing to to be the replacement guy. But I mean, he, he's, he's averaged 14 home runs across, you know, his five minor league seasons. So to sit here and say, he's going to triple that number, you know, almost and, and hit, well over 30, over 40 would be, you know, ridiculous to think of, but um, that would be technically tripling it. Uh, but, I mean, even if he doubles it, you know, that's – I do think that that's achievable, but it's going to be like Adrian Gonzalez last year where he had two huge months of home run production and then right. barely anything the rest of the way. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I completely agree. And, and you know, I, I pulled up – Yahoo has this tool where you can look at all the transactions that a certain player has been involved with in fantasy baseball. Some of these trades blow my mind. <laughs> like, who in their right mind is making these trades? I don't know if you had the chance to look at this list yet. It is – Incredible. Is that the first link? Yes. So the, yeah, I can't. I can't bring it up. It says I'm not a member of that league or something. Um, oh, let me. Uh, yeah. Let me do something here. 
can probably do. Well, let me just rip some of these off. Let me let me let me just rip some of these off for you. All right, I've got the so, second one uploaded from. Yeah, so uh, that is a screenshot or... of of the same type of thing. That's from a couple of days ago. So some of these are Trevor Story and Jose Quintana for Zach Greinke. Um, Trevor Story wouldn't want it. And, and Samarja for Grinky. Trevor Story for Dallas Keuchel. Mm-hmm. Trevor Story and Stroman for Kershaw. Trevor Story. Trevor Story and Stroman, Stroman for Kershaw. That's yeah. That's pretty bold. <laughs> How about this one? Just Trevor Story for Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Trevor Story for Andrew McCutcheon. I saw one uh, earlier today on this list. I was looking at this earlier today. It was Trevor Story for Mike Trout. One for one. I like it. Yeah, I, sure. In my mind, I, <laughs> and call me crazy, but right now, I'd much rather have Trevor Story. Are you, uh, are you, but no, that's partially, come on. Yeah, that's partially because I've been burned by Trout, so he gets taken down a peg. But Mike due Trout to overall is arguably the best player in baseball. You cannot correct. honestly tell me that you want Trevor Story, a rookie, yes, an incredible start over Mike Trout. You're out of no. your mind. No, I, I don't. I'm just saying right now, based on what my teams that have him on it already have, I I like him over Trout. I'm Call taking Trout. I'm taking <laughs> Trout over every, I'm taking Trout over Story in every scenario possible. I don't care if I have Harper, McCutcheon, and I don't know who else out there. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm taking everybody I possibly can. Or I'm, t- I'm taking Trout in every possible scenario I, I can there over Story. That's crazy. Some, I mean, some of these are, are decent. Trevor Story and Prince Fielder for Tulowitzki and Carlos Gomez, like, eh, probably still selling a little high on story, but well, the one the one that I don't like here, I'm on the I don't know how you say it, imager. Oh yeah, this is from a couple days ago. Yeah, so the first one on there, story Arenado, and Michael Conforto for Carlos Gomez and Josh Josh Donaldson. Yeah, I don't know if I would have done that trade I mean, on the story side. I wouldn't have given up Arenado. <laughs> I don't think I would have. Yeah, I don't like that trade for the story side at all. I mean, you're getting an upgrade at third, but I mean, the I, second one on that list though is is a steal. Story and Salvador story Perez, Frankie and Harvey. Come on, <laughs> that's absurd. Who's giving up a crap catcher? I mean, a very I don't think character. I don't think I would do the third one either. Story and Bryce Harper for Kutch 
Bogarts and Bryant. Well, yeah. Yeah, that one's I'd, – I'd possibly do that one. It's, it's fairly, that one's fairly even. You know, you throw in Harper there, definitely. I saw one today I, where I mean, it was like – 10 players what for 10 hell? players. Yeah, the, third, or the fourth one here, Story, Forsythe, oh, Juan Nicasio, Archie Bradley, Blake Snell, and a 30th round pick. Well, that's for obviously Carlos Correa, Rodon, and a first round pick. Like, why? Yeah, you, you, would, you would think that has to be fire a, sale. a... Yeah, you, you would think that has to be a dynasty league, and so the guy's yeah. selling all his oh, yeah. assets... And getting back two studs but, this year for, you know, he's trying to win. For, I mean, I would much rather have Rodon than Nicasio, Bradley, and Snell. I mean, maybe over time those three guys will be better than Rodon by himself. But I, Archie Bradley hasn't shown crap to me since he's been up and he was a guy that I've been following for a couple of years now and was excited that he was finally up, but he just has not trans transitioned. Well, Snell it's funny to like see some of these. It's funny to see some of these trades. And then if you go down the list a little bit there, you see Trevor's story for Drew Smiley, like that dude got robbed. Like what? <laughs> you're, yeah. You're going to get Drew Smiley. out of all of these like lopsided trades where the guy giving up true Trevor story is getting, you know, gold back for silver. It's like, what is happening? How do you get Drew Smiley out of it? Like, <laughs> I don't understand that one, but it's weird. Trevor because story I actually... from Addison Russell. Like what? <laughs> Some of these are that's hilarious. Not, that's not horrible. Oh, I mean, I no think, way. I like, I think I like Story better than Russell, but Russell's power is fairly legit. Um, I mean, I had him and traded him earlier in my Dynasty League. I got crushed out of it, so I was okay with it, but personally, I think that's a horrible trade. Trevor Story for J.D. Martinez, your boy. Yeah, well, freaking Trevor Story Martinez. Yes. So the point of it is, I mean, I could go through this list forever and, like, evaluate each one. That's not the point. The point is, is that... Overall, you can sell ridiculously high on Trevor Story. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there was a trade offer in one of our leagues. Um, people talk to me, and they probably shouldn't. But uh, it was – I forget exactly what it was. It was definitely Trevor Story and, like, somebody else. They were trying to get, like, Buster Posey back. And I was like, no, you probably shouldn't do that deal. But um, – mm. The the guy I was talking to was the one giving up Buster Posey, and I was like, no, I'm not buying quite yet on this. Like, yeah. you know, give it give it another couple of weeks. If he's still hitting lights out, you know, I'll I'll buy in. But I kind of just all I can think of is Jock Peterson last year when he had that ridiculous like month, and I I me like as an owner on every single team I had him on, it was. I was ecstatic and I was so excited and like I, people were trying to trade me left and right for him. And I didn't budge. I should have the guy completely yeah. fell apart. And that's all I can think of with Trevor's story is like, you know, he's just, he's just in the zone right now and it's clicking for him, but he's a rookie. Pitchers are going to figure him out. You know, he has a relatively high strikeout rate all through the minors and it's probably going to continue. 
into the majors right now it's at like 28 percent. i mean basically he's either hitting a home run or he's striking out right now eventually it's going to be hit a home run strike out well eventually it's going to probably turn into strike out or fly out or something like that like it's not it's not going to be pretty he's going to go cold real fast real hard and it's owners are going to wish they sold on him plus you still have the risk that jose reyes is coming back who knows what's yeah. going to happen? You know, that is not decided yet. And who, like, I just, I just don't know what they're going to do. And so, I mean, if he's struggling at all, the Rockies can just plug in Jose Reyes and boom, they're perfectly fine again. They're not going to have the power from him that they do from story. But if Trevor stories get, you know, has an OVP of like two fifty, you know, after these first couple of weeks, then, it, they it'd be in their best interest to plug back in Jose Reyes when he can come back. So it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. I, I mean, I would sell high if I had him, and I could. Um, I'm not going to sell him for. That. I mean, I'm not going to sell him for like Addison Russell. I feel like that's kind of an even trade, and like who cares? Um, well, that's yeah, that's what I was looking after. That I don't think it's. One better than the other. I think that's yeah, I'm not going to sell him for Drew. I'm not going to sell for Drew Smiley unless I've unless I've got some. The only thing I could think of there is like the guy drafted, uh, I don't know, Carlos Correa, and then he got Trevor Story later. So he just was like, well, I've got this asset. I might as well get rid of it for anything. And he needed pitching that bad. That's the only thing I could think of there. And I, you know what? I bet you a lot of people do. I bet you a lot of people that have Trevor story have another really good shortstop too. Yeah. Cause they probably drafted early enough where Trevor story was like nobody. Yeah. So I would sell high. Well, I know that you're a big fanboy of them and, and you bought in hard. I mean, what do you, what are you trying to do with them? You just hanging on. I'm going to hang on for now. I mean, in my, my one league, so we we changed it the pitcher heavy league that I've always talked about. We we changed the batting points around. So now right. RBIs and runs are two points up from one. Trevor Story is currently the highest scoring player in that league with sixty nine points. Well, hold on, let me let me double check that. Yes, Kershaw is sitting at fifty six points, and Trevor Story has. 69 points. Uh, your boy Mike Trout sitting on 24 points. Well, Mike so, Trout's having a horrible start, but I'm not worried about Mike Trout. I at know. All. I mean, no, get out of here. I'm not either. That mess. He, he, uh, no, I, I'm not worried about Trout. I mean, he'll, he'll pick it up. And, but that's what happened to me last year with him when I drafted him with my first pick. He, he crushed me in the beginning of the year, and I was just so burned by it and ready to trade him. Um, I don't I don't see Story maintaining this pace. Uh, you know, as much of a of a man crush as I have and 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 am enjoying the ride. Um it, I agree it's gonna level off at some point. I hope it doesn't, it doesn't even matter completely if he, crash like, and burn like Jock Peterson did. Um, yeah. But I mean obviously it, he's not gonna keep up this pace, but like you have to you have to think like is he going to keep up a pace good enough to hang on to him for the rest of the season, if you are offered somebody like Josh Donaldson for which just seems crazy to me. Um, yeah. Like, I, honestly, if someone were to say, hey, I'll give you Josh Donaldson for Trevor Story, 
Would you seriously not I, take that? I'm, I would do that every day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing that. I mean, I'm the the him for JD Martinez. I think is is a more realistic offer. Um, Martinez screwed me because I had him sitting on my bench today for that same league, and that was a solid nine points gone. But um, I, it's just astonishing to watch what he's done so far. Yeah, no, I mean, congrats to him. He's, he's having a great start to the season. But I'm selling high, and I think you should too. Definitely get everything you can for him. So moving on, um, the injuries to start the season, man, are mm. are brutal. I mean, we we've had a bunch of people – you know, you know. Obviously, we know about AJ Pollock, um, so that that one hurts. But you know, we we've had Kyle Schwarber. I believe this happened last Wednesday. I was watching this game on the app at, and like, or no, this happened. This happened Monday last week because we talked about it last week. And yeah, and yeah, it was it was a brutal it was a brutal thing, and they were talking like it was just a sprained ankle, and I thought they were crazy. I was like, there's no way that this is just a sprained ankle. That guy got his knee crushed, and yeah, that's exactly what happened. Done for the year, uh, ACL and not MCL, ACL, and I always forget the other one. There's so many CLs, <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's um LCL. LCL, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, done for the year. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long road back for him. And it's gonna be interesting, like the one of my one of the, the guy in our league hit me up and was like, I can't believe this. I've lost Pollock and Schwarber. Somebody else went on the DL for him. It's like, man, yours is done. Um, and I smoked him last week, clearly, because he has nobody left on his team already. I'm like, I feel yeah. bad for you, man. Uh, but he uh, he was like, yeah, and now the you know like ESPN put something out where they said he might not even have catcher eligibility next year, so it just completely destroys his value. Like, that's where his value was. Um, not that well, he we didn't knew have that. value in the We outlet. knew that already, though. Well, but there was talk that they were going to put him behind the plate a few games this year. And so we didn't know 100% if he was going to lose that catcher eligibility. But now it's – to me, there it's – when is he getting traded to an AL team? The guy can't play defense in the outfield. He can't play outfield full-time. When's he getting traded yeah. to an AL team? Like it's going to – like the countdown to that happening I think is just inevitable. But – um, yeah, so, so Schwarber's hurt and another catcher. Oh, yeah, he, for a, hmm? I was going to say he, he started both games in left field this year. So he's definitely losing catcher eligibility. Yeah. But I thought there was a rule um, where if you didn't play enough games to even have eligibility at any position, then they go to the year prior. Maintains. Uh, maybe like, it does. I, I don't know. I all, swear all I, I read know that is that somewhere. you need to play, you know, have 20 games at a given position 
to right, but see, he maintain even have the eligibility. Outfield, so well, exactly. So he's not going to go into the next year with nothing. No, no. I mean, it'll go in. It's either going to. Yeah, it depends on the site. It might be different per, you know, host, because that's the way it always is. I mean, certain guys have other eligibility. Manny Machado has shortstop eligibility in some leagues for whatever reason, and he hasn't. Yeah, he has shortstop shortstop. at Yahoo, which is just stupid. Um, Uh But. Yeah, so Schwarber's down. That that hurts a lot of fantasy owners. One that probably doesn't hurt fantasy owners as much is uh, Robinson Chinros. I'm terrible at this last name. Um, he's out four to six weeks or something like. Or no, no, he's done for the year too. No, he's he's on he's on the sixty. Um, yeah, they he's were hopeful done. that he was only going to be on fifteen uh, fifteen day DL. He fractured his right forearm. Um, yeah, he's, he's done. out 10 to 12 weeks. So, I mean, is it possible he comes back this year? Yeah, but... Oh, this is 10 to 12, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, it's... He's going to have a long road, though. Um, yeah, clearly. But, you know, some some guys that you could pick up in replacement for these guys, like, you know, I'm, lo- I'm looking at I'm looking at guys that are you know, 30, 35% owned in most leagues. And, and the guy that jumped out to me right away is Nick Hundley. Uh, he was surprisingly pretty good last year. Pretty good batting average. Um, you know, moderate power. So so he, he's only like 37% owned in ESPN leagues right now. I think he's somebody that you can target. I'm liking Wilson Ramos. I, still, I think he's going to have a bit of a bounce back year. Um, what do you think about Wellington Castillo? He's had a slow start, and it looks like a lot of people are dropping him. I think he. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm one of looks them. Looks like I you dropped him. just dropped him. Yeah, in a couple of, in a couple of leagues, I, I went after him. He was kind of my go-to, um, but he just hasn't put anything together. I mean, Ramos right now is hitting 381. He's only got one run and three RBIs, so his counting yeah. stats aren't really there aside from average, but. I, I do Ooh. like Ramos. Um, I, I like Castillo. I, I mean, he plays in a great ballpark, so I feel like he's got to turn it around at some point. Um, but, I mean, guys, he's only hitting 158 right now, three for 19. So that that doesn't help you at all. I mean, that's why I dropped him. Um, but, I mean, hell, he has Manny Grandal's out there, only owned in 23 percent of the ESPN league. Yeah, and he got and he, he got activated from the well today. The so. so I think uh I think he could be, you know, a solid option. Miguel Montero is another one. Even Blake Sweetheart is is out there in ten yeah, percent of the league. I think he struggled. He's not playing he's as not much really. as I thought he would be. I don't know. He had a bunch of games off early, but he's he's coming back. I think he's gonna be solid, man. So yeah, I mean those are all you know those are all good options. Unfortunately, you know, this early on, I, you know, losing a guy like Schwarber is pretty brutal. Posey's actually hurt too, but it sounds like he's going to be back tomorrow. So you know, hopefully that's not more serious. But man, be three pretty brutal blows to to the catcher position early on. So you know, look look yeah. out if your catcher looks like. 
Um, yeah. So a couple outfielders here that we've got. We've got um, Adam Jones has been dealing with, I think it's a, is it oblique or is it like, they just call it like a rib injury. It's kind of weird. Um, but it's something to do. Like he swung the bat last week and he's got, you know, soreness in his rib cage is what they're calling it. And he hasn't played for a few days now. Um, you know, this yeah. is this is kind of one of the things with Adam Jones that he doesn't put up the per-game stats to make him a very valuable player if he misses time. He and, and that's what hurt him last year was he missed some time, he was kind of banged up, and his counting stats weren't where they had been in years past, and that really hurt its value. So if he starts missing time again, then that's really going to crush him. So you know he's kind of one of those guys that you kind of that you relied on for 155, 162 games some years, and his county stats were just good because of it. And so you know he's been dealing with it. It sounds like he's really close to returning, but he's still not there. And yeah, uh, I mean he came in came in as a defensive replacement uh, last night, so. That, that helps his cause. I mean, it, it gives me hope that he's kind of ready to at least be running around in the field. So, but you know, whether or not he'd be running around the bases, I don't know. Might put him in line for maybe some DH spots, but you know, until he's he's really a hundred percent. But I just hope they don't bring him back too early and then have it be this lingering issue for the first month of the season, and then he just never really gets going. But, I mean, I like Jonesy, but he, he's a guy that I had in Dynasty, and I, I traded him last year just because he wasn't doing anything. I think he's kind of starting that downward trajectory uh, of his career. So these injury things keep adding up, and, not helping us call as much. Yeah, man, and then uh, Shin Chu Chu, your favorite name to say. <laughs> uh, he's he's um, he's out four to six weeks with an injury, and he um, so that that's a that's a pretty. Pretty big blow there. Ooh, Trumbo with a bomb. Tie the ball game up. 4-4. Four, four. we go. Oh, nice. Um, so, Chu is out with a right calf strain, out four to six weeks. And, and that, that's – I mean, that, that's a big blow to, to fantasy owners, but probably not as much as, as like an Adam Jones or something like that. But that still definitely hurts. He had a good season last year. So, see what happens there but you know some some guys that i'm looking at in the outfield to replace some of these guys um we'll talk about two obvious ones here soon a couple guys that that i'm that i'm liking are you know colby rasmus is off to a hot start just, just looking for the the guys who are who are playing well right now this guy from st louis jeremy hazelbacker um yeah that's another mouthful right there <clears throat> he's he's playing well, but I don't really know what his 
like playing time situation is right now. I think he's kind of just playing the the hot hand over there. Matheny is. Um, I'm looking down yeah, the list he's, here. He's gotten in games mostly as a pinch hitter. It looks like. Uh, I mean, unless he's been walking, maybe. But on the last, know, the two, last three, the last, the last three, three, four, five, four, I mean, yeah, he's he's started. They're playing the hot hand yeah. for sure over there. You know, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some guys out here that are that are interesting to go after. You know, I've always kind of been a Michael Saunders fan. I feel like if he could play a full season, he could be kind of a, you know, a mini AJ Pollock. You know, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. Injury's always been a big issue for him. Michael Taylor, yeah, he's out there. He's going to be playing for Ben Revere right now, so he could he could definitely fill in some spots for you. So I mean, there's some outfielders that that are decent. I mean, another guy to look at is, you know, the O's outfielder, Joey Rickard. I mean, he's off yeah. to a blazing hot start, too. I mean, uh, and that may change. You know, his playing time may change a little bit once Jonesy gets back. But, um, you know, he's he's been hot. Uh, Domingo Santana is another guy I really like. Um, yeah, I do like I've been, I do like Santana I've been a lot, him too. A lot. Um, you know, he's a guy who I own on a couple of teams, but he his average is what hurts. He, he just hasn't got a lot of, uh, you know, he hasn't been able to pick that up yet. Um, and he he doesn't have any home runs yet this year, but, you know, that'll, that'll be there. Um, just keep an eye on him in general. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like Rickard a lot. You know, he's, he's definitely been good. Um, so off to the pitching. These are kind of more recent news. I mean, Degrom was scratched from his start earlier on. This it was it was this weekend. It was announced he wasn't going to pitch this week, and that's and that's a um, that's a concern for me. I own him in two of my leagues, but he yeah. he's got a he's got a lat issue, and so that's going to be. Looks like it. I think it's going to land him on the DL. Unfortunately, that's that's going to be a huge blow for me. I'm going to have to make some some decisions in in our league at least. So it won't be as big of a deal for me in my dynasty league because we have 40 roster spots and I've got plenty of pitchers. Um, yeah. Francisco Liriano was actually announced that he was going to miss his start tomorrow with a hamstring tightness, and of course I've got him in our. NL only league, so that sucks for me. That's a weekly league. I can't do nothing about it. I put him in, and that's it. I just lost a start. And um, yeah. so, who knows what's going to happen with those guys? You know, Degrom, Liriano, two pretty big pitchers there. You know, you lose them. Again, I mean, big names, man: Schwarber, Jones, Chu, Degrom, Liriano. I mean, that's five really big names early on, and Pollock already. That's a, it's been a brutal start to the year for pitch for uh, for injuries. Well, yeah, and they're, I mean they're all they're top names. They're high draft picks, you know, all within I would say the first three to four rounds. I mean, depending on how long Jonesy stayed out, but we saw where Schwarber was going. Um, you know, everybody was jumping on that bandwagon early. You know, Liriano may have fallen a little bit past the fourth, but depending on the league, I think, but he's, he's a top talent and he pitches for a great team. So definitely a, a big blow all around. 
But I mean, we deal with injuries every year, though. It's not. Yeah. It's well, not like it's anything new, but you know, it's just something you hope doesn't hit your team too hard. Uh, you know, like the guy in our league, obviously it has. Um, but man, that, it's it has been a brutal start. So who who are some starting pitchers that you like that are out there kind of all in relatively most leagues to to help replace those guys? Um, I, I mean, looking at at I'm trying to put my thing to available here. Um, I mean, I would think you know there's definitely going to be guys that are out there that you may have looked at more as like streaming um, capabilities, but you know, Marco Estrada is a guy that has been good in the past, and he's he's been up and down. But shit, this one's really surprising to me. Ian Kennedy is only owned in twenty eight point seven percent of ESPN leagues. Yeah, that's because uh, he was hurt to start the year. I think he kind of got drafted, pushed down the draft boards a little bit. And I mean, I was I'm still not a huge Kennedy fan myself. I think he. He has those total blow-up games where he's just disastrous. He does, but, I mean, he's pitching for Kansas City now. I mean, he's he's got a much better team behind him. He's got a, a great pitching park to be in. Um, you know, he's in a pretty, I don't want to say relatively easy division, but you expect Kansas City to come out on top of that division. And I mean, I think it's going to be a tighter division this year, um, with with Detroit's always going to hang around. You know, Cleveland has been projected to win the league, you know, or the division. I mean, in in some instances. So if they put it together, it could be tough. But I mean, I still like Kennedy. I think he's he's got the peripherals. He's always been a big K guy. Um, so I think his win total could get a, a minor uptick this year. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Much better than San Diego in the past. Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Vision another name, you know, is a guy that I, I used to have a man crush on when he was back with Tampa, Jeremy Hellickson. Um, you know, yeah, he's pitching, decent. He's pitching for a terrible Phillies team, but, you know, he's, he's only got a, a one five four ERA, one and zero. He's got eleven mm-hmm. Ks already between two games. Um, you know, he's he's looked good so far, um, and even uh, Urban Santana has looked pretty good in in both of his starts. I mean, he only got two innings in in, in opening day down here in Baltimore, but he looked good in those two innings. So. You know, had he been able to stretch that out for a full game, it probably would have been very close to what what he did against that good Kansas City team. Um, you know, he faces the Angels on on Saturday here, so it'll be interesting to see uh, see what he can put together in his first home game. Yeah, and another one I'm looking at down here pretty much farther down the list is Jimmy Nelson. I've always kind of liked him. Yeah. He, uh, he pitched, he pitched well last year. I think he's, you know, he's still going to struggle. He's going to be pretty inconsistent, but he's had two pretty good starts here now. And, um, 
you know, he could be, he could definitely be a replacement, you know, if you're desperate here. I mean, that's kind of what we're looking at. You know, you're just, you're not looking at good people to pick up here. You know, we're looking at guys that are, are owned in like 30% or, or less, you know, 35% or less of leagues. And like, these are the guys that are going to be available for guys that lost to Grom and, and Liriano here for, for a stretch and maybe need to stream or, in DeGrom's case, might have to pick up somebody for a DL spot. You know, these these are guys that, that are all usable, and, you know, who who knows? Um, I mean, let's so. not forget about uh, my boy Bartolo Colonoscopy here. Um, <laughs> yeah. He had a fantastic start against Philly. You were totally right, man. I, I gave you so I much crap about would. that. Oh, my God. I would. He should have He should have won the game. You know, Howard rocked a, a homer out to left field, and that's that was the deciding factor there. Um, but I mean, he's he's just consistent. Uh, I mean, he does have his blow up games too, but the guy is uh, he's been good. So he's another one to look out for. Ross Stripling from L.A. I mean, it was, he's, he's, he's a no hit ball, uh, and then. Uh, he didn't give up a hit. He gave up four walks, so that kind of hurts. But you know, only to four Ks too. But seven point one innings of no hit ball. Um, you know, he, he, that's pretty. Uh, Man, not bad. I mean, against San Fran, they were nice. on fire too. So that was a, that was definitely a very very quality start for him. Uh, it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to see what he does. Let's see you uh, you snagged him in our league, so I did indeed. <laughs> so you know, two guys that, especially in in Chu's case, well, another guy that that went on on DL. I think we mentioned him last week is Inciarte. Um, he he yeah. did end up going on the DL, and so the two guys that are are immediately replacing them, I think, are guys that everybody needs to to look at. And the first one we'll start with is Nomar Mazara. This is the Texas outfielder prospect, uh, one of the one of the top prospects coming out this year. And a few weeks ago, we were talking prospects. Uh, Chris Myers definitely propped him, you know, gave him props, and 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 was saying that he was going to be somebody to keep an eye on. And he got the call up a lot earlier than I think anybody thought. And I wasn't even really thinking about it. And and um. I, I just wasn't looking to pick anybody up for some reason, and he just kind of came up, and I just let him go in all my leagues, which seems stupid because he's playing pretty well so far in two games. He's got, I think it was five hits in his first two games. So, you know, he I think he's somebody that you need to take a look at. He, he's really young, though, so only yeah. 20 years old. So there could be some ups and downs, some peaks and valleys with him. But I think he's worth a shot if, if – if you've got the roster spot. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he's definitely uh, a guy that I was looking at, you know, in my dynasty league, but he was already owned, obviously. But um, he, uh, he's he got the talent. You know, it, it may not fully come together. I mean, he might get off to a decent start and then get, you know, get used to, being in the bigs and, and guys are going to start to figure him out a little bit more. So as long as he can make those adjustments, uh, he should be okay. 
Yeah, well, and and of course, Chu's going to come back, so he'll oh, yeah. lose his playing time most likely. I mean, unless he's just crushing it, they'll they'll have to find space for him. But I think he's he's going to get sent back down at some point. Yeah. So the the other guy, probably one of the coolest names, um, Malik Smith. Pretty kick ass name, honestly. Um, he, the reason Fangraphs is not pulling him up. There he is. Uh, did I spell his name wrong? This guy is a burner. Um, he has stolen a crap ton of bases in the minors, and he's going to come up, and that's what he's going to be used for. He's going to be used to steal bases, get on base and steal. And, you know, the the Braves at this point <laughs> – of nothing else to lose, man. They're all they started the season 0 and 6. It's it's going to be a bad year for the Braves, so they got nothing to lose. Might as well go for it. And you know, he if he can if he can stick in the lineup and get on base, I, I think this guy could be plenty valuable in fantasy and steal you a bunch of bases. <laughs> of course, last night he's got to worry about not ramming his head into the base and getting stitches like he did last night, yeah. but. We'll, we'll Again, <laughs> yeah, um, that he did. Yeah, he he played today though. So, um, you know, what what do you what do you think about this guy? Honestly, I don't really know too much about him, um, but just looking at at what he's you know what he's been able to do, and the fact that Freddie Gonzalez has no issues with turning him loose. Why not? You know, see what see what the kid can do, and continues to perform and can get these bases, you know, stolen bases racked up, he could very well find himself, you know, still just being a bench player, um, even even when Enciarte comes back. Uh, and they'll plug him in late in games and see if they can make something happen on the base pass. But, you know, they got to get the hits for that to happen first. So, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, like I said, I just uh, haven't really – done too much research on him yet. I don't really know too much about him. So hopefully he can uh, bring something to that team and give them some kind of a spark to get going. Uh, yeah, they need any sort of offensive spark they can possibly find from anybody. They're pretty, they're in pretty rough shape. He, I, you know, you, you almost have to worry a little bit about Inciarte's spot there because that's kind of Inciarte's game is, not a lot of power, get on base, steal. And are they really going to have Malik Smith and Enciarte in the lineup? But it, it'd be, it'd definitely be interesting to, to see what happens when Enciarte comes back. I don't, I mean, if Malik Smith is playing well, do they just sit Enciarte? I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they, they have to find a way to get both of them in at that point, but that's, that'd be tough. I, I don't, no, too many teams that have two guys that can steal fifty bases like that, you know, or maybe not fifty, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like he's, they're both just speed guys like that. Well, and I think, you know, Atlanta went out and got Enciarte for his his ability, so I think he still keeps the playing time. I don't see him getting completely benched. Uh, I mean, if for whatever reason he kind of becomes like a a platoon guy if if there's 
you know, some split issues, you know, righty hitting righties versus lefties. If something like that comes up, you know, you could see that happening. Um, but other than that, I, I mean, I think they're going to, he's going to be back in. Um, but he's got a hamstring injury and we've seen how they can linger and, and, you know, if it's going to be like a tweak situation from last year where it just continues to bother him, he comes back and plays a couple games, then he re-injures it, and then he comes back again and re-injures it. I mean, who knows? This guy, like I said, I, I think if he if he stays up and can get on the base pass and, and tear him up, then he's probably going to find himself, uh, you know, a good bench spot. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just looked over. I saw the twenty five four. I think um, we do have a caller on the line. I think I know who it is. We'll have to uh, we'll have to bring him on to get me up to speed here on how the O's scored their fifth run here. Yeah, oh, I'm looking, look, looking at it real quick before we uh, bust over well, to said caller. I, um, yeah, Enciarte's splits last year versus lefties. He only hit two twenty seven. Versus righties, he hit three twenty or three thirty two. So uh, yeah, it could, could be, find could definitely a be a platoon type thing. But so who's on the line? Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Jason? What up, buddy? Hey, long time, long time listener, first time caller. How you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Probably first time listener too, huh? Punk. Uh maybe maybe second or third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He listened to the first show. I listened to the first couple shows. It's been a while. I'm I'm a I'm, I'm a dad. I'm I'm a dad like both of you. I have family obligations. Hey, I get my family obligations out of the way before I get on here. I make time. How's uh how how's the new how's new fatherhood there, AJ? That's uh, good, man. Uh, yeah, quite enjoyable. We're just about seven months in now and you know, I had a couple uh little rough patches over over the winter with uh some you know, little sickness things going on, but baby's uh baby's a fighter. She got through it okay and she's still as happy as can be. So we're very lucky. Good to hear. So Jason, I gotta ask you I, I always I always kind of talk about you uh, periodically on the show here. You're my you're my crazy Homer fan that I always mention. Um, I know you don't listen to the show, so you don't know that. Uh, I've so, been called a crazy Homer fan but, before. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, may, maybe a few times by me. So, legitimate, realistic O's predictions here. What you got? I mean. First, I need to respond to that half insult. I mean, I don't think I don't think a crazy homer is a bad thing. It's always said it's always said to be a bad thing, but I see nothing wrong with that. I'm just a, I'm just supporting my O's. Realistically, yeah, yeah. Realistically, for the O's, I mean, they can probably get up to 120, 130 wins. <laughs> I would say. All right, and so the like, crazy like homers the are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can't be called a crazy homer and then come out and be like, "Yeah, we're going to win 88." <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. Settle in right around uh, 92, 93 wins. 
Is that is is that what the the fantasy six pack has projected the O's to get? Eighty eight, ninety. I don't I don't typically predict wins and losses for teams. I don't do that anymore. That's not my business. But uh, uh, you're just you're just asking for for my opinion on something that you guys haven't even thought through yourselves, huh? Oh, that's no. not true. That that was my answer. Ninety <laughs> ninety two to ninety three wins is what I see them hitting there. Nice, nice. And uh, I, mean, it, it, I, I I think they can win the division. I don't know if they definitely will, um, but you know, surefire wild card team. Uh, and if they're if they're at that win total, it's, it's possible that they uh, they they take the division again. I think, I think any, of the four, any of the four any of the four teams. <laughs> yeah, that's a bold call. You you definitely don't know. Okay, so <laughs> any any of the any of the four teams minus the Rays. You know, Sox, Sox, Yankees, uh, Blue Jays. Any, any of them can win a division. I mean, I don't think anyone's picking the race. That's, that's silly. So between between the O's, um, I mean, I think they got the best offense. Somebody might disagree with me and say the Jays, but I would say the O's got the best offense. They probably got the worst pitching, but they started off hot. Uh, Joe, your boy, your boy Tillman started off hot when he struck out five out of six players before he had to get shut down for the rain delay, right? Yeah, that's a shame. So, yeah, <laughs> he's he's not keeping up that kind of pace. If you wanted me to get no. realistic for a, for a second, but but yeah, I mean, no, he, if he if he steps back up to what he's done before, um, let's see here. I mean, if Gosman gets off the DL and actually gives us some innings, he he could be solid, right? That's 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 something you guys would probably say is uh, he might be solid. He, I, I definitely don't know. But he could be solid, and I mean I don't know. It's it's a it's a sketchy staff at best, right? But the offense is ridiculous, and the bullpen is ridiculous. So yeah, we're always gonna, we're always going to score runs. If we're up on somebody in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning, come late innings, I don't see why we can't win most of those games, right? We can put up whatever the Yankees did last year, right, where they were like seventy-two and one or whatever it was when they led past eight innings, right, with their with their silly bullpen. And they only got yeah. stronger. I mean, between O'Day and Britain, I mean, how I mean, how many teams can you really well, say are legitimate, legitimately for sure better than that bullpen? I mean, Yankees well, yeah, is, got, is one. You got, I guess, you got Sox with Kimbrel now. Even though Crush likes to launch bombs off Kimbrel, Kimbrel, Kimbrel to win games now late, which is pretty phenomenal. Go O's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, honest, honestly, honestly yeah, how are we not? I mean, we should we should be in every conversation, I would think, to to have a shot to win the AL East. I mean, that we're obviously a solid team. Well, that's what it it throws me off every year when we put this team out and they they put up numbers. They're competitive every year or winning, you know, and getting in the playoffs. You know, the past few years as well, you know, on and off. But then every year when it starts, it's like ah, those are probably going to be fourth place, or maybe fifth place in the in the division. Like, what? What? I mean, if it's if it's separated, I could see fourth place if it's separated by four or five games, maybe. But I don't I don't see that happening either. Like I said, I think they're going to be top two in the division this year. There's a lot of people that picked the Orioles to finish last place this year. I don't oh, think we're that. Oh, so that's, that's that's different. That's different from years past where we're always picked to finish last. <laughs> <laughs> True, but yeah, I mean, I could I see our could I see our starting pitching like completely ruin us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do I think it will? No, because I think our offense is good enough. But I think we'll finish middle of the pack, 
honestly, I think we'll win like, you know, 80, 82 games. We'll probably finish right around 500 again. Um, you know, unless Gosman can come in and be the pitcher that we all hope he is, I just don't see our pitching staff being able to carry us like it has been so far to this hopefully 7-0 start after tonight. Well, all right. How do you guys compare us to the Royals, aside from the fact that they have a World Series ring? They have, you know, for the most part, you know, not dominant starting pitching. They don't really have dominant hitting for that matter either, but, you know, they're always referred to as, we need to get our boy Marsh on the line, right? Big Royals fan. Um, yeah. They're always they're always called, you know, dominant defensively, dominant back end of the bullpen, I guess some, some pretty solid long relief for that matter too. But they don't really blow you away with any starting pitching. Even when Cueto came in, right? Like, oh, yeah, Cueto was bad. Yeah, he didn't do all that much terrible, for them. Uh, but but they don't, they're not really known for any kind of dominant starting pitching. They're not really known for any dominant hitting. Orioles are not known for any kind of dominant pitching, starting pitching, obviously. They've got elite back into the bullpen, like the Royals have often been called. Orioles are year in and year out always among the best defensive teams in baseball. Um, base running, obviously the Royals do a lot of that. The Orioles aren't really known for that either. But we sure as hell hit better than the Royals, at least power. And I mean, I guess we can yeah, talk about I mean, base, power, yeah. and stuff like that. But power, so, I mean, how, you know, what formula is, are the Royals really putting in that works so much better than the Orioles? Like what are the glaring differences you guys would say that would really put them so much further ahead of us? I think it's exactly what you pinpointed there is the on-base percentage and the base running. I think that helps them so much more. They don't have those times where the power just gets – the power is zapped out of them for games at a time, and we score nothing. They can manufacture runs. The Orioles don't. And so that's where it gets us. Plus, I kind of – I kind of like the – right now their depth chart seems – upside down as far as pitching. They've got Ventura as their fourth. I like Yo- Yovano. Yo- yeah, whatever his name is. Yovano Your Ventura. Ventura. Your Dano Ventura. Thank you. Um, I'm, la- I'm laughing because that dude likes to throw at people's heads. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ian, yeah. Ian Kennedy, I mean, he's a good number. He's their number five right now. We were just talking about him. Like, he could be a good pickup in fantasy for these guys that have lost to Grom yeah, Liriano this like week. A- He's like a quality start monster, like my boy Kyle Loach that you like to give me trouble for. I mean, Kyle Loach, yeah, Kyle Loach Kennedy, I feel like they're both done. like quality start guys. Yeah, but Kyle Loach is done. At least Kennedy can strike out nine per nine at this point still. Um, so you've got that. Plus, he's pitching in Kansas City where it's a really good ballpark for him. Kennedy's always been prone to the long ball, where in Kansas City that's not going to be as big of an issue for him. Volquez is is interesting. He seems to be good. Medlin and Young, I don't care at, at all well, about. They're, they're yeah, number, I was going to say, you're calling Kennedy their number five guy. You get Chris well, Young that's what the Medlin. that's what that's what the depth chart has right here. That's the order. So I'm just giving it to you in order. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I kind of think that's what it is. I think it's on base percentage, base running, and and you know the fact that they can manufacture runs when if the Orioles aren't hitting for power, they're not they're not scoring. And if, you know, the pitching falls apart, they can't support it. So I think that's yeah, where they I mean, get I, I think they have three very solid pitchers, whereas we have Tillman. 
I mean, Ubaldo yeah, has <laughs> games where he can be decent. Same with Gallardo. Um, but, you know, I, those guys, to me, they just they just get blown up, too. You know, thankfully, we have this ridiculous power output that we can always get these runs on the board and find a way to, to eke it out. I think both teams have bought into the the team mentality. I think that Kansas City might be buying into it a little bit more, and that that gives them an edge too. Um, you know, they're they're not really looking at this next man up because they're not like, hey, we just lost Mike Trout, you know, uh, as our as our best outfielder. Now who's going to come in and play? They don't have that in my mind. Uh, you know, on their offense, they've got a lot of guys. Who can play ball? But to me, there there's no one you know aside from Lorenzo Cain, there's no one that's like a really sexy name on that offense. Hey, but they've got eight all stars. Remember? Well, that's because the fans (laughs) are retarded. (laughs) Whoa! To that the other day. Whoa! We're gonna are we gonna we're gonna edit that one out. Yeah, nope. we probably should. I, I don't I'm mean pretty any. sure I said the same thing last year during the All Star edition. But I don't mean to I, to uh, offend anyone with that comparison. It's the fans are stupid. We'll put it that way. Oh no! Yeah, not, not so good. much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but think about this: like the Kansas City Royals. I'm looking at last year. They struck out less, more than a hundred times less than the next team. I mean, that's incredible. Like, we were, like, fourth worst last year. I mean, we just go through, like, when we're in these, like, when we're in swing and, you know, swing for the fences mode, we swing and miss, we get crushed, and our pitching isn't good enough to support that to where the Royals, the pitching is okay enough to support that, but their offense isn't going to kill them. Yeah, they're going to have games where they get, you know, they score one run. Every team does that. But their offense always is legitimately – able to score runs you know they'll go through bots where they can hit for power but they don't have to to score and that's can i think a big power weren't, weren't they weren't they dead last in home runs last year not 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 to say that that's what you need to win obviously but just to just to argue your point that there are spots where they can hit for power i'm pretty sure they were dead last last they were 20 year homers. they were 24th i mean not good no. But I'm saying, like, you know, they can. I mean, we've seen spots where, like, Moustakis and these guys, you know, they they get they go through times where they're just crushing the ball. But it's uh, – they don't have to. I think that's what the big thing is with them, is they don't need to hit the long ball to score. Definitely not. When they got someone the like, like uh, what was it? Was it last night or the night before when, when Gore came in as a pinch runner on first base and he ends up being the winning run? The, a walk-off winning run in the bottom of the ninth or tenth inning, right? Because he went around on like a wild pitch, an error. There wasn't even a hit in the inning. But Royals baseball, he just they put a speedy, speedy guy on base, the pinch runner. Yeah. He comes around as the walk-off winning run. Pretty much. And the O's are now beating up on the Red Sox seven to four. So leaders, well, leaders. well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, Trumbo seven to zero. He's an animal, man. Trumbo's having a hell of a game. But anyway, man, so um, we have to get to AJ's rant here, our <laughs> new segment for the show. So you can you can hang on the line and listen in if you want. And uh, 
but we have to let you go here and, and move on with the show. Yes, sir. But, uh, Punch out. Thank you for thanks for calling in, man. You can definitely call in any time. So all right, all right. All right. Have, have, a going, have a good one. See you guys. Right. Bye. Later, man. So yeah, so as we, uh, you know, as we kind of alluded to there, and we we mentioned it last week, AJ's uh, AJ's rant. We're we're still thinking of a name here, uh, you know, may, maybe something along these lines here. How do you like them um, <laughs> I, I I pulled it for you, so. Uh, <laughs> nice. Well, so my my I original like... title that that we'll go with for tonight was. Uh... I, I put my rants on one keg at a time because nothing goes together better than drinking and ranting about things. And I'm pretty sure I can do that better than most people. So, um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, that's why that comes together that way. But yeah, tonight I wanted to, to just throw something out about, you know, the differences between a pay league and a free league and, why one is completely absurd and worthless and the other one is not completely absurd and worthless. Uh, so we'll start off with the, the free leagues, uh, AKA the, the completely absurd and worthless one. I get that there's an aspect of I'm only in it because I enjoy the sport. I like stat tracking. Uh, I like this, um, you know, I'm just a fan of the game. Okay, well, cool. Go watch the games. Go count your stats. You don't need to be in a fantasy league. There's there's no point. Uh, you're not doing yourself any favors by by feeding these uh, these needs of yours by by jumping in a league. But the other thing with the free league that that I've witnessed on my own when I've been in them is that I completely lose interest because there's nothing vesting in it. Home runos. Um, <laughs> okay. JJ Hardy, number two for the night. Um, I, there's no reason to be in this league because you're not getting anything out of it other than I can just get these stats and I can watch specific different players. Like, if you're a fan of the game, okay, great. Be a fan of the game on your own time. But you go into a pay league and you're actually literally investing something into the league. Uh, Not only are you investing your time, but you're potentially getting paid for that time. And I feel like with the degenerate gambling society we live in, that is much more beneficial. You, You have the ability to put down 20 bucks, you know, put in some time, get a good team and, you know, win some money out of it. But then you, you get it going to where you put in more than 20 bucks. Okay. You start this year, we're going to do 20 bucks. All right. That's no big deal. The next year you're, you're feeding the need and and just breeding this addiction of gambling more. Uh, So you bump it to 50 bucks, you know, everybody buys into it you know, and, and is up for the change because, hey, why not? You're putting more money in, spin it, and say you can win more money. <laughs> so, yeah, you can also lose more money. But I do think that pay leagues can get 
outlandish. Um, and and you need to uh, you do need to level it out at some point because otherwise you're just going to have um, degenerates. Like the the whole league is just going to be completely driven by this huge sum of money that that everybody is buying into this league, and then it just becomes more stressful. So I do think there's a fine line of where you should put your money and how much you should invest into your league. But at the same time, how much you invest money-wise directly translates to how much time you're going to put into it. So let me know what you think of that. Look, the the way that I always think about this in my, I guess my kind of counter to this, because I, I slightly disagree. Look, I like I like the money aspect of it because yeah, I, I like winning money, and, and I usually do pretty well in most of my leagues. Um, that said, I kind of missed the time when you know it was like back in college and everybody was just playing to have fun. I, I you know I didn't think of it as oh I'm a stat nerd and I need to sit here and like you know follow have fantasy baseball to follow fantasy baseball you know to follow these stats or whatever the first time i played fantasy baseball a friend walked up to me and was like hey you want to play fantasy baseball and i was like you know i'd played like two seasons of football i was like seriously and then i jumped in you know i'm a competitive guy so i just kind of ran with it and i I won the league, but it was just like a lot of like trash talking. It was a bunch of friends, and that's you know that's what it ended up being. And I kind of missed that. I kind of missed it just being about bragging rights. Sometimes, you know, it's it's always about, hey, I need to win my two hundred dollars or whatever it is that you know you're you're putting in or you know whatever the prize is. Yeah, I, I don't think it. I think that kind of dilutes it. I think that kind of ruins the the fun aspect of it, you know, everybody's so worried about the money and, and then it, you know, and the money honestly, like, you know, can, can make things kind of a touchy, you know, kind of make the, the league a little tense. Cause I mean, Hey, I've, I've had people where in managed leagues I'm running, you know, they haven't paid and, you know, I've wised up since then and, and made it that you have to pay before the draft starts um, unless you've got really extenuating circumstances, you know, I've kind of figured that out with people that I, that I trust and know I'll let them pay a week or two late, not a big deal, but in most cases you've got to pay before the draft or you're getting boot. Um, it just, I mean, it's, it's okay. I, you know, I don't mind the money side of it, but you know, I'm, I'm in leagues where like every year they're trying to like raise it by 10%, 20%. And I'm like, this is getting out of control. Like, I don't want to pay, you know, a car payment to pay fantasy baseball. This is stupid. Like, why can't we just have fun with it? Like, that's the whole point of fantasy sports is to ultimately have fun, right? But, I mean, I I see your side of it. I just – I slightly disagree. I kind of wish it could all go back to just being fun. And you know what? If you want to put money in it, that's where DFS comes into play. Yeah, but it's not the same. I mean, DFS is just, and again, I'm not really that into baseball DFS. I was more into the football side of it. Um, But, yeah, you could easily get your fix money-wise baseball because there's games every day for six months. So 
the uh, you know dumpster fire degenerate in yourself can easily continue to fall down a very shaky road. But you know, if you're as good as you say you are at all these things, put your money where your mouth is. That's what I would say. But you know, yeah, it, no, I'm, hey, like you I know said, what I, I, I do think it's have done well. So whatever. I but, do think yeah. it's a fine line between this this was fun and I'm winning money or, or have the potential to win a decent amount of money to, okay, now all I care about is the money. So I do, I do think that there is that point. Um, yeah. And I feel like in too many leagues has gotten to that point where all people care about is the money. And those are the leagues yeah. where they just keep raising and raising and raising the price of the, the entry fee. You know what? There's a reason why I keep mine at $20. You know, could I go up to 50? Sure. Um, and it probably wouldn't deter. I, I think we might lose one or two people, but you know, I keep it at 20 because it keeps people kind of interested and engaged most of the season. And I think that's what matters. Like if it takes me putting $20 in to keep people engaged the whole season, fine, I'll do it. I'd rather not have to do that, but it's gotten to that point, you know, like I said, I'd rather just kind of play for free. That's that's my deal. I'm just kind of I'm just I'm a competitive guy. I like to win at what I do. You know, I like to come in well, this year and go, you know, put up the middle finger and say I beat y'all, beat me this year. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, well, that's just the me. other thing too. Is is that ability to, uh, you know, knock people out of wanting to stay in your league, and it, it takes time to build a good league with quality managers all the way through. And and when you can get to that point where you have a good group of guys, that's where to me it, it backs that college mentality where you're you're looking at it from a, a standpoint of here we are, you know, it's all, all of our good friends and this and that and you know, everybody's interested and everybody's, you know, talking smack to one another. Um, but it's hard to do that with a, a league full of random people, and, and especially I've run into it because, as you know, I love to talk smack, and sometimes it rubs people the wrong way. I think well, when you come you into the wrong league, way, the first time, the first league we played together. When you come um, into the league and start cursing on the message board, and I'm like, who is this clown? <laughs> To Jason, of all people, because he's the one who invited you to the league, I was like, dude, you better tell your boy to cool it, because he's pissing off a lot of people, me included. Like, it was pretty funny. I was like, look at me now. I mean, I can laugh at it now, because I know you. But, yeah, can't quite go there when nobody knows who you are. But I don't mind the trash talking. I kind of wish our leagues would do it a little more. But I think everybody's got jobs, and they're busy now, and whatever. But, you know, that's that's it. I mean, when you're in college, you have a lot more free time to, you know, diddle around on the message boards and post stuff and whatever, you know, now, just like Jason said, you know, life gets in the way, you know, parenthood gets in the way. It's not anything that we're, you know, this isn't our main focus. So, you know, it's, uh, it is more for fun, but, you know, at the same time, I'm, I'm competitive. I like to not only kick your ass, in the standings, but I like to take your money while I'm doing it. So, 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, do hey, that. I, I don't, I don't That's blame great. me at all. So, well, I mean, yeah. Anyway, so, so that's all I got on that one. So yeah, I mean, that's, come up with a, a new topic for for next week to rant about. Yeah, so hopefully that'll be a recurring thing, and and we'll have to have to send some feelers out for a title and get some votes here and see what see what we want to do. Maybe I'll put up a poll on Twitter and people can answer. Um, so so be on the lookout for that. And speaking of Twitter, let me uh, let me pull up something here. I know I've got a few questions somewhere, but first you got to play this. A little, a little loud. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I haven't that. heard it in a while, but I don't need to go deaf hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Again, the tool that we use is not great. So, yeah, um, got a couple what? of Twitter questions here. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, got a, got a couple questions here. Um, so, one guy was talking about picking up Rasmus or Malik Smith and probably dropping Andrew Heaney. He's got a couple guys on the DL. Uh, he was talking about dropping chew but I think I talked him out of it um, I said you can drop Heaney and he's talking about picking up Rasmus or Alex Smith um, Malik Smith not Alex Smith football what do you think there alright wait, wait 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 run this by me again he wants so, Alex Smith or who else or Colby Rasmus or Rasmus yeah well, I think Rasmus he's, I think he's obviously a more proven name uh, I mean I would probably start with him and and like I said earlier, keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on on Malix and see what he starts doing. But if he's kind of more of a one trick pony, I feel like Rasmus is going to help you out in more more categories overall. Yeah, and I guess to kind of to go over this more. So he he asked me a couple of questions here. So he, you know he's got he's got Heaney, Chu. I think he's got Revere on the DL, but he's also got Harrison, who is kind of a meh player. I mean, does he drop him and try and keep Heaney and Chu and Revere? I think he's only got two DL spots. I kind of think he just... Uh, I'd, I'd rather hold Harrison than... than um, Heaney, maybe. Yeah, I think I mean, he's in trouble with that injury. I don't I don't think he's coming back very soon. Um they were talking about Tommy John at one point with him and it's not gonna happen. So I think he's yeah. I think he's gonna be on the bench for a little while. I think I think dropping Heaney is the right move. Um got another question here. Um last one. Guy offered me Yelich and Fires Fears for Tanaka. For my Tanaka. Mm. Mm. Kind of like it. I mean, I, I, I like, I, mean, I do like Tanaka, but he still kind of scares me. Um, I agree. And Yelich, Yelich is nice. I, I mean, he's, he's a solid guy. Um, yeah, I think I like the Yelich side better. Yeah, I think I do too. 
Yeah, Tanaka is somebody I want no part of for some reason. And if you can if you can get a player like Yelich plus a you know a relatively decent pitcher in 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 Mike Fires, then I'm doing it. I mean, yeah. I I know Tanaka can absolutely dominate games and and take over and and be you know can look like a Cy Young pitcher at times, but. Man, his his injuries, his injury history scares me, and and I just I kind of don't want any part of him. So yeah, I'll have to agree with you there. And I think that's all we've got. I thought I had another one, but I cannot find it right now. So we're just gonna have to pass on it. So sorry about that, whoever sent that to me. So that's all I've got for the night. I went a little long, but uh, thanks to Jason for for calling in there and you know talking some some random. Orioles baseball there. I always enjoy that. So hopefully he calls in again. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all I've got for the night. Anything else from you? No, man, I think I'm good. Uh, Yeah, I'm set. (laughs) All right. Story's Uh, over two with a strikeout so far. So hopefully he uh, hits a homer in his next at bat. He probably will. He's up against the Sharks, so it's it's, it's highly likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, but I think that's what he did. Like the third game, he he wasn't. He was like oh for something, and then crushed it in like the ninth inning. It was like oh my gosh, okay, there he goes again. So yeah. pretty ridiculous, but. All right. Well, that's all we've got for the night. A little ran a little long tonight, but you know it was all good. Had a random guest caller here, so. Always, always appreciative for those. And uh, look for us next week, same time, same channel. Have a good one, everyone. All right. Talk to you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.